0: Welcome to Timeless Truth with Pastor Jim Thomas, a resource of the Village Chapel in Nashville, Tennessee. This week we're continuing our study of Ephesians, looking more closely at chapter four. If you'd like more resources like this one, check out our resources library at thevillagechapel.com resources. Our team carefully curates a variety of articles, books, and video content. We pray these tools will help you to think biblically in all categories of life so that we all might be formed more into the likeness of Christ. Now for our study this week, here's Pastor Jim. Good day, folks. Pastor Jim
1: Thomas from the Village Chapel here in Nashville, Tennessee with your daily devotion. Hey, we're walking through Ephesians together in chapter 4 today, verses 17 to 24. I want to read the text for you, but as I do, I want you to know Paul here is going to begin to Artfully weave together uh, uh, his indicatives and his imperatives, uh, the truths that we can believe, and the way that we're to respond to those indicatives. Um, he's going to teach us about what it means to walk and grow in our Christian faith and our following Jesus. Verse 17 starts this way, "This I say, therefore, and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer just as the Gentiles also walk in the futility of their mind, being darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the hardness of their hearts, Uh, they having become callous, having given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness. And by the way, uh, this is just one big long run-on sentence, isn't it? Um, and it sounds so much like our own day and time. This is, again, one of the reasons why we call the Podcast Timeless Truth, because we read our Bibles and it just sounds like we're reading today's newspaper or listening to a, 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 a newscast from that, that's describing some of what's going on in our own day and time in the culture uh, here in the West uh, or really anywhere around the world where people are just uh, caught up in the futility or the emptiness or the meaninglessness of their own minds, uh, that Greek word mateates is, is uh, it's got so rich in meaning because it could it could mean emptiness but it could also mean meaninglessness uh, and so he's really onto something here and he wants us to walk. Uh, in such a way that we don't walk in the futility of our minds, darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance or the, and in so many cases, isn't it just a willful ignorance? Um, and, and it's that way on our own part as well. We don't want to know the truth. Not only, not only are we resistant to the truth, we don't want to know it. Uh, in a lot of lot of ways, and then he says, uh, having become callous, and that's what happens when you, you know, you constantly are saying no to your conscience. C.S. Lewis makes that point that you you start to form a callous uh, on your heart and on your conscience. You no longer hear from it, if you will, having given themselves over to sensuality for the practice of every kind of impurity with greediness, just self centeredness, uh, calls to mind Martin Luther's. Uh, Definition of sin, doesn't it? Uh, homo uh, incurvatus, and in say that is humanity turned in upon itself, as if it's just always focused on the self, and that's what he says that uh, greediness. Now I love verse twenty though. But you did not learn Christ in this way, and so as he writes to the saints at Ephesus, and he when he as as he and, and to us by extension, he's saying instead of all of that sort of bad news and the, the indicatives about what's going on in the futility of people's minds that are darkened uh, by their own sensuality and their own self-centeredness. You didn't learn Christ in this way. Verse 21, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught in him, just as truth is in Jesus. Notice how much, is, how much of that, those two verses, are all about in Christ, in Jesus, in him. And see, the Christian faith is very much that way. And our walk in the Christian faith is very much a walk in the life of Christ Jesus in union with him. And I love that about the Christian faith. Verse 22, that in reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit, and that you, and, and this is the contrast, be renewed in the spirit of, of your mind and put on the new self. And now the metaphor is uh, is 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 moving, shifting from a walking metaphor to almost uh, putting on. It's almost a clothing metaphor, isn't it? Uh, put off the old clothes and put on the new clothes is what it is. And you know what it feels like when you put on something brand new, uh, especially, manna. Uh, you know, uh, uh, like a a brand new pair of home clothes or sweatsuit, or I don't know what you might call it. We we call them home pants and and home sweatshirts. And we love, that's what we love to sit around, a very comfortable thing. And he says, put on, it's like be renewed in the spread of your mind, put on the new self, which is in the likeness of God and has been created in righteousness and holiness of the truth. And that's where I want to end today. There's so much here. Uh, there's so much good stuff here about growing in Christ, about walking in Christ. It all begins, doesn't it, with repentance and faith. Um, you may or may not remember, but in the gospel accounts, you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, what we have, <clears throat> some of the first words out of John the Baptist, first words even out of Jesus, are repent and believe. There is this, this uh, uh, challenge, this summons to repent and to believe. And the gospel is an invitation, isn't it? Uh, It's not a list of things for you to do. It's not a list of things, check all of these boxes and then maybe God will allow you into heaven. No, it's an invitation for you to come to Christ in faith, believing in Him. What is repentance though? Well, it's a change of heart in which we make a twofold turn. We stop walking in one direction And we literally start walking in a new direction. We stop walking in the direction of self-centeredness, to use some of the language that the Apostle Paul has here. And we start walking in the direction of Christ. Now, I did that once when I began my journey of faith in Christ. But repentance for believers becomes a way of life. It's not just a one-time thing. It's a way of life. Um, I think it was Luther again, he used to say, um, I can't keep the birds from flying over my head, but I can keep them from building a nest in my hair, something like that. And that's the way it is with us in sin. Sin is haunting us constantly. The self is rearing itself up. And, and demanding to be the center of everything. And we have to constantly put the self to death, if you will. Uh, Jesus said, deny yourself, take up your cross. There's a death involved, right? And follow me is what Jesus said. Well, repentance is that change of heart and mind where we stop pursuing the self and making the self the center of it all, whether that's in our home life, in our business life, Um, in our life together with people in church, whatever, in our neighborhood. Stop making the self your center and turn toward Christ and begin to follow Jesus. And verse 17 through 19 is really all about that. As he says, I say, therefore, and affirm together with the Lord that you walk no longer as the Gentiles walked in the futility of their minds, darkened in their understanding, excluded from the life of God because of the ignorance that's in them, the hardness of their heart, having become calloused, having given themselves over to sensuality. See, so all that's a great contrast to what it might mean to turn away from that and to follow Jesus, turn away from the darkness and turn to follow Christ. Verse 20 and 21 really are kind of the key, aren't they? You didn't learn Christ in this way that you you didn't learn Christ in this way meaning it, it, you know uh sensuality is not something that you that uh, sort of is on offer to you something you can sort of flirt with if you're going to follow Jesus you can't serve two masters you can't serve two gods you learned Christ in a completely different way and he said if you've heard in if you've heard of him or heard him and if you've been taught in him and then he said, just as the truth is in Jesus. In other words, you really know. There, there, there are very few of us that need to be taught that this is right and this is wrong. We, we mostly understand and can tell the difference. The question is, do we want to do what is right and not do what is wrong? It's the will, the heart, the desires. All of that are what get disordered when our lives are all centered on sin and our sinfulness. So you didn't learn Christ in this way, Paul says. If you have heard him, and if you've been taught in him, just as the truth is in Jesus. And then in verse 22, he makes that shift, doesn't he? From walking to sort of a, um, you might call it a, a change of clothing, if you will. He starts to talk about laying aside the old self and putting on the new self. So you're actually involved. This is not just sort of a passive oh turn my heart light on and then I don't do any I don't participate anymore no it's not that at all he does indeed bring us to life there's no question he's already we've already gone through that uh, earlier in ephesians and without him regenerating us we wouldn't even want to pursue christ or follow christ but indeed he's done that now we become involved. We're engaged, if you will. And now the Apostle Paul is telling us what that looks like. And uh, in the next episode, we're actually going to see like a dozen imperatives. He gets really specific. Um, and you know, if you were ever curious about what is it, if it looks like something, what does it look like? Man, the next episode is rich. It's like a dozen of the things it looks like. But notice the contrast in verses 22 through 24 uh, between the old self and the new self. And I think this is really, really enlightening, really meaningful. Uh, In reference to your former manner of life, you lay aside the old self, which is being corrupted in accordance with the lusts of deceit. In other words, if you're lustful uh, toward all of those things that will deceive you into thinking they will satisfy you and they won't. Um, That's the problem with our idols. They're constantly, not only do they leave us um, chronically dissatisfied and disappointed, but they're even self-destructive. And you probably know somebody who's caught up in some kind of sin, some kind of addiction, some kind of destructive behavior. And you can see that real clearly in other people a lot easier than you can see it in yourself. But we flirt right on up against, right up close to it, don't we? It's, you know, the the sort of trivial example I always always use, an illustration, is I keep driving around the uh, Krispy Kreme donut place waiting for the hot donuts now light to go on so that I can get in there and get those hot donuts. And I, listen, if you like donuts, I, I love their... Hot donuts are really, really great, uh, but, I, but I love them too much. And it's good for me not to eat a whole dozen of those. But he says there's a contrast between the old self and the new self. And when you take this passage as a whole, verses 17 through 24, um, you can kind of see how um, he contrasts, for instance, the futility of their minds, you know, talking about the folks that live as if God doesn't matter, with those who believe that there's truth in Jesus, Um, He contrasts those who are darkened by their ignorance and their hearts are hardened. And he contrasts that with those who are learning because they've heard and they've been taught in Christ. He contrasts the people who have been excluded from the life of God uh, by their own ignorance and by their willful choice. And yet they're contrasted with those who've been renewed in the spirit of their mind hey contrast, those who have been corrupted, that is their conscience, um, their moral life has been corrupted, and versus in comparison to those who have become a new creation in the likeness of God. I love that. Those who are deceived versus those who believe there's such a thing as truth. Those who are um, um, living a life... Uh, worship against the altar of autonomy and sensuality and impurity and greediness. It's all about the self versus those who have turned their lives over to Christ and his righteousness and his holiness uh, in the truth, as verse 24 says. Really, really beautiful. Uh, I love the way James K.A. Smith talks about some of this in his book, You Are What You Love. It's really a a great book and one worth reading. He says, Jesus is a teacher who doesn't just inform our intellect, but forms our very loves. He isn't content to simply deposit new ideas into your mind. He is after nothing less than your wants, your loves, your longings. Uh, yeah, that's really great when you think about it. Um, part of what's wrong with the world at large and what's wrong with Jim, myself, what's wrong with you, what's wrong with all of us is a sort of disordered set of loves, a, a twisted or a, um, a distorted sense of, of what it is we are longing for. We don't really, often we don't know. we're We're deceived, okay? And so the Lord comes along and brings us to life spiritually. And all of a sudden our eyes are open and scales fall off and we can start to see if we will just immerse ourselves in his word and open our hearts to the work of the Holy Spirit. We can be renewed in the spirit of our mind. And that is so important that we begin to do that, to learn Christ, to put on the Christ life and to, uh, to lay aside the old ways of thinking that would be renewed in the spirit of our mind, as verse 23 says, a total exchange of our thoughts uh, for Jesus' thoughts, our ideas for Jesus' ideas, our attitudes, a total exchange, our attitudes for the attitudes of Christ. Um, that's really, really important. And years and years of cultural influence from uh, all kinds of sources, including... Uh, uh, a, a wide variety of entertainment uh, industries and social media have numbed our minds, reshaped our hearts, reordered and redirected our affections. And what we need is to be regenerated, reawakened and renewed by the Holy Spirit uh, and by the word of God. Uh, Paul essentially says, don't live your life as if God doesn't matter, or if Christ doesn't matter. Don't be led around and defined by fleshly lusts, even though the whole, everywhere you go, you're going to be, it's all going to be stirred up inside of you. Um, Watch out for callousness, especially toward the Lord, toward his word, toward fellowship, toward the church, um, toward spiritual disciplines or spiritual habits that can form you. Um, uh, into Christ, into thinking like Jesus, to seeing things the way Christ sees things. Um, uh, he says essentially here: remember, repentance is a way of life, not just a one-time thing. Retrain your mind with the Word, so the Holy Spirit can just do that great transforming work of renewing your mind. Uh, focus on the person and work of Jesus. Keep keep Him in the Foreground of your mind all the time. Um, live out your baptism. That's you know you're you, we as we become Christians we are united with Christ in His death and burial and His resurrection and that we just need to continue to walk in that, don't we? Realizing that we're 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 putting to death the old man, the old self. As um, you know, Christ took my sins with Him to the cross. And he literally, you know, paid the price for them in full. And when he came up out of the grave, he he gave he he put an end to death itself and brought us the possibility of new life together with him forever. Oh yeah, so we can join him in his death burial and resurrection, living in newness of life uh, with Jesus, putting on the Christ life, if you will. Are you making progress in your spiritual life? Uh, Are you walking the walk that the Apostle Paul talked about? Are you put on the new self today? I hope you will as we have studied this passage. I hope that will be encouragement to you to do that. C.S. Lewis in Mere Christianity, I'll close with this quote. He said, we all want progress, um, but progress means getting nearer to the place where you want to be. And see, that's why that that quote from James K.A. Smith is so important too. Uh, isn't it? because you are uh, you are what you love is, is essentially what he's saying there. Well, Lewis goes on and he says we all want progress. Progress means getting nearer to the place you want to be. If you've taken a wrong turning, then to go forward does not get you any nearer. If you are on the wrong road, progress means doing an about turn and walking back to the right road. And in that case person who turns back the soonest is the most progressive (laughs) so if that's what progressive means then i want to be progressive Uh, i want to make progress in my walk with christ i want to grow in the lord and it you know for me i i've often have just summarized in with three words repent believe receive maybe four words repeat. (laughs) So repent, that's Paul says, lay aside the old self. Believe, put on the new self. Uh, Receive, Uh, be renewed uh, in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in Christ, in the life of Christ. And then repeat, we'll be doing that each and every day. Let me pray and we'll get you started on your day. Lord, thank you for Uh, This passage. Thank you for these vivid images of uh, uh, putting off the, laying aside the old self, putting on the new self of uh, of walking uh, and following you, Lord Jesus. Pray for each and every one of us, Lord. As you give us a a stirring up, an awakening, if you will, a reawakening, uh, and renew our hunger for you. Help us, Lord, this day to practice your presence in each and every encounter with another person. At each And every crossroads we come to, any decision we have to make, uh, Lord, I pray that we be mindful and watchful, uh, that we, mindful of your presence, watchful, Lord, for uh, the wisdom, the insight that you might give to us uh, through the Holy Spirit and the reading of your word. And as we pray and seek your wisdom and your guidance, pray all this in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. God bless you. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to today's study. Take a moment to leave a review and share this episode with friends and family. You can stay connected by signing up for our newsletter or follow us on social media. At The Village Chapel, we believe God's Word is unique in its source, timeless in its truth, broad in its reach, and transforming in its power. For more resources or to support our ministry, visit our website, thevillagechapel.com.